You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Jesus told his disciples a parable. And thereafter, he explained the parable. Our text is part of the Lord explaining the parable. It's important to understand in reference to a parable that, that number one, a parable is terse, a brief, but it embodies truth. It actually reveals something that will make us free because that's what truth does so it embodies or represents something that can change our life for the better because if truth will make me free it means that whatever has been Binding me. Whatever has been holding me back. If I just allow truth to saturate my being. That thing or things will be completely destroyed. I love how Jesus said it in John 8, 31 and 32. You'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free I hate being bound I hate being to the point to where I am allowing my situations to depress me you like being depressed that's one reason I love to come to church and receive a rhema word Because you're going to battle depression. You're going to have situations that try to control your thoughts. Try to control your mind. You're you're going to have situations that, that, that will try to keep you down. And so the word will help you maintain your freedom. And if I maintain my freedom, that means I'm going to be a happy person. Because if you're depressed, you're not going to be happy. No, it's one thing to battle depression and still be happy. But if you are depressed, you're not going to be happy. Not sincerely. But when you allow truth to be a part of your makeup or your being... 
You're going to be a happy person even when depression is trying to change your situation. You're going to be happy despite what's attacking you because you have on the inside of you that which causes you to rejoice or to be happy anyhow. Truth will make you happy. I said truth will make you happy. I love being free. And, and that's the reason a parable, again, is important because it's going to reveal truth. And the wonderful thing about truth as it concerns a parable is that it's going to give us a revelation in reference to something we should avoid or adhere to. God will give you a parable to let you know that you need to stay away from certain things or from certain folk. But then he'll give you a parable to, to let you know that you need to embrace certain things or unite with certain people. It's always going to be an illustration or an example that, that once you receive the revelation, you, you will be able to make an intelligent decision as to avoid something. Or to embrace something. A parable according to the scripture. Specifically the parables of Jesus will do that for you. Are you with me? And the parable was about a seed. A seed. That's what Jesus talked about, a seed. And when you think about a seed, whether it's a tomato seed, watermelon, apple, so forth, a seed has creative capacity. A little bitty seed can transform into something bigger than the seed or it can transform into something that that when you look at it you'll be like how in the world did this come from that little seed how in the world can a seed that small produce something so big? Seed has creative capacity. Capacity to, to, to the point to where once the seed has reached completion, it will be a benefit or a blessing to you. 
It ain't nothing like eating a good old apple. If you're from the country, you, 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 you know how to put a little salt in, you, in the palm of your hand. Rub the apple on your shirt a little bit. Maybe even lick the apple a little. Put it in the salt. Y'all ain't from the country. Bank that apple with that salt. Oh, God. God from Zion. But, but it'd be so amazing because that, that as, as good as that apple is, it came from a little seed. And, and we'd be enjoying the apple to the point to where we, we forget that it had to go through a process. Say to your neighbor, a seed is powerful. Because it can create something. That's large or larger than the seed itself or something that's completely different from the seed. And it's not only creative, but it has reproductive power. Yeah, you, you ever notice that it, one seed will produce a watermelon, but then when you open up the watermelon, you see all kind of seeds. How in the world did that one seed produce so many seeds? And, and the only conclusion you, you can reach is that it's a God thing. God created apples. Watermelons and so forth, but he did it from a seed. Even, even said in scripture through a writer that as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. Going to always have a good old apple to eat. They can cut down trees, but God going to make sure that that, that tree is going to keep coming up. Even in your yard, if you cut down a tree, you, you go back out there in a few weeks and you will see all kind of little, little trees, little siblings just popping up. Why is that happening? Because God said again, as long as the earth remains, there will always be seed time. And harvest. I'm going to always cause seeds to produce things. But then the amazing thing about the parable uh, or the explanation of it, according to Luke 8 and 11, is that Jesus equates. The seed with the word of God. The word of God e 
initiates something that causes something to come into being just like a seed. God can give you a word that's the seed. But that word that he gives you can call something wonderful to manifest in your life. God can give you a word that can cause something so amazing to happen in your life. The people will look and say, how in the world? Did she get that? How in the world did that girl get that? I didn't think she had such and such. So how in the world did she get it? Because of the seed that she allowed to be put in her heart. God will put a seed in you that that will cause you to become wealthy. Put a seed in you that will cause your healing to come forth. The seed is what? The word of God. So that means every time I, I, I receive the word of God as a seed, I know that God has implanted something in me that's going to produce something bigger than me. That's going to cause something to manifest in my life that's going to be amazing, going to be wonderful, going to be life changing. See, that's the reason we, we just don't leave church talking about it was a good word. No, we leave church with a word. We leave church with a seed down on the inside of us knowing that God done gave me something that's going to make my life better. God done gave me something that's going to cause me to reproduce, going to cause me to have more than my eyes presently see I like how Paul said it Paul said he'll do he'll do more than you ask or even more than you think he'll do exceeding abundantly above what you ask or think how many are with me so far and see, that's, that's the reason when it comes to the word of God, when you understand that it's a seed and that it has power to create things or reproduce things, you just ain't going to let any and everybody take away your word. If I know that God done gave me something that can change my life for the better, I'm not just going to allow anybody to just take away what's going to cause me to be greater. If this what God has given me is going to take me out of the poorhouse, going to get me my healing, you think I'm going to let anybody take away
I'm talking me now. I didn't say you. I said me. If the word is a seed and a seed can create better for me, you think I'm going to let you take it? Sadly, in explaining the text, Jesus revealed how some by the wayside allowed the word of the seed to be taken. And, and, when I, and when I read this, and I've read it a number of times, but when I read it, I, 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 was, I was like, Lord, it's, it's saints in the church, this wayside folk. Woo! <laughs> now, I done separated myself. You know, I just told you, I ain't going to let nobody take the word. But when, when I look, you know, a, sh- a shepherd uh, got to know his sheep. We got some wayside folk in here. Don't throw no apple up here. There's some wayside folk over here. In the middle. And over in the ministerial section. We have wayside sinks at a place of refuge. And it's amazing because when Jesus gave the parable, he talked about how, how some of the seeds fell by the wayside. When a seed falls by the wayside, uh, it actually represents what the literal term falling by the wayside means. Which is in reference to a person that number one a wayside person is a person that does not have any endurance. Known for giving up. If this is a towel a, a, a a wayside person is known for throwing in the towel. Biblically, a wayside person is known for doing what the Hebrew writer said not to do. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Go, go with me to Hebrews 10. You don't have to worry if you're wayside. You're going to get your deliverance today. If you really want it to be delivered, a word like this will help you get delivered. So your seed going to be a seed of deliverance today. But consider, consider again that a wayside person is a person that gives up. And biblically, a person that uh, casts away their confidence. Y'all in Hebrews yet? Yes. Hebrews 10. We'll start at verse 35. 
Now, notice what the writer told the people. Do not cast away your confidence. Even told them why. It has great reward. You're gonna, you, get great, you get benefits when you keep your confidence or you keep believing. When you hold on to your faith, benefits come. But wayside folks don't hold on to their confidence. They throw in the tower, they give up. They don't like trials and tribulations, even though biblically they know that trials and tribulations are just a part of life. First, we know from James 1, James said, look, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Then Peter said in 1 Peter 4, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which heals to try you. Trials are a part of life. Jesus himself said, in this life, you're going to have trials. You're going to have trouble. You're going to have persecution. It, but then he went on to say to his folk, but be of good cheer. And he told them why, because I don't overcame it. Because if there's anybody that went through trials, uh, Jesus went through trials while he was here on earth. Right? Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Which has great reward. Great reward. Now Hebrews 11 and 6 says this right here. The back up. Hebrews 10 and 35. Without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. See if you don't cast away your confidence. You will get reward. You will get divine reward. When you keep confidence in God's word. God rewards your faith or your confidence. We see it here. But if you're a wayside person, you give up. And we have folk here that you give up too much. You give up, you give up too easily. I said you give up too easily. A wayside person does not endure. Secondly, a wayside person never completes what he or she starts. Paul had to ask a whole church, that being the Galatian church. This is what he, what he asked them. He, he, he started out by saying, you did run well. But then he turned around and said, but who hindered you from obeying or fulfilling the truth? And, and I see saints when they shout, I'd be like, she got it. She got it. But then five weeks later, like, but she didn't keep it. I knew she got it, but she just didn't keep it. Oh, he, he was a man in the word. Everybody in the church knew he was a man in the word because he was the loudest one. But he ain't walking in it. Yeah, he, he got it, but he ain't walking in it. Y'all say what? 
Say your neighbor, we're we talking about wayside folk. Won't complete. Start out good, running. Whoo, pastor, that word was for me. Oh, shaka That was my rainbow, pastor. Whoo, that was my rainbow, pastor. Ah, eh, ha. Six weeks later, you be like, well, I believe it was your rainbow when you told me, but it ain't your rainbow now. See, see, some of us would be further in life if we were not wayside people. You would, you would be further in life. You wouldn't be struggling with what you're struggling with now if you were not a wayside person. Time for you to transform. But let me deal with this a little bit more. Let me, let me rub on the womb a little bit. Let me just rub on it a little bit. Back in Luke 8. Notice again as, as we continue. He said those by the wayside. I'm in verse 12 now. Luke 8 and 12. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. See wayside folks hear. Contextually to hear. Is to. Not only receive. But to. Gain knowledge and understanding from the word. You hear. You not, you, not only, you not only receive the word, but you get knowledge and understanding from the word. You, you just, you eating it up. You listening, but you, but that knowledge is just, oh man. That's plain, that's simple. Oh, I got that. Oh, yeah, if I bring God his tithe and offering, he opened up the windows, pulled me out of blessing, ain't got no room to receive. He'll rebuke the devout for my sake. Folk even going to look at me and call me blessed. Woo, Lord, I got that. I got that. I understand that. You hear Oh, pastor, he, 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 he stepped on my toes today. I, I was a wayside person. I understand that as long as I give up, I'm wayside. When I don't endure, I'm wayside. When I don't complete what I start, I'm wayside. Who pastor had my rainbow. He was talking about me. I don't know if he was talking about my neighborhood. I know he was talking about me. You hear. And see, hearing is, is a blessed thing. See, see, Jesus even told folk that, that they were hearing what others wish they would have heard. It's just like there are folks that refuse to come to church. So, so they are not getting divine revelation. You're, you're getting something valuable. 
you're getting something life changing. Folks don't want to come and receive divine revelation. And, and so their lives are still remaining messy. But you're getting something that can cause your life, if it is a mess, to be changed for the better. Again, because the seed of the word of God has creative power. It can cause what is void or empty. To be changed for the better. And, and so wayside folks here. They understand the word. Even can show up. At mama's. After church. Or show up at the restaurant after church. And tell folk what the preacher talked about. Why? Because they receive the word. Because they understand and have knowledge in reference to the word. But then notice the shift in Luke 8 and 12. Then the devil comes the devil see the devil can't go to everybody because the devil is not omniscient not omnipotent not omnipresent so when it mentions the devil in the text it's talking about demons that assist the devil it's also talking about people that the devil will use. See, the devil will use demons and people to do his dirty work. Matter of fact, if you yield yourself to the devil, he'll use you to do his dirty work. Matter of fact, I, I know you Holy Ghost feel and everything, but have the enemy ever used you to use his, his dirty work? The Lord told you not to say nothing, but the enemy kept saying, tell him off. God, I told you, hold your pee, but then say, tell, tell him off. And you obey the enemy. How many have ever been there? So you understand when it talks about the devil, it's talking not only about Satan, but demons and people that the enemy will use. And so notice people that hear or receive the word allow. The devil to take it. Allow a person to take a seed 
that was given to you to change your life for the better. You asked God for healing and he gave you a word. But then you allow a professional to take that seed out of you. As if it never was put in you. Oh, it was in you. Because you, you were thinking it. You were talking it. And you were doing it. Until the devil came. And he took it. That's, that's, that's the reason. You have to know yourself to the point to where. You don't hang with certain folk. Because often you be okay. You, you be just focused on the word until you get around certain folk. You can't hang with everybody. And, and then, then sometimes you, you got to watch yourself. How many of you have messed up yourself? Don't talk yourself out of, out of what God done gave you. Don't be talking. It seems like ain't nothing happened. Quit talking yourself out of what God done put in you. It is going to happen. It may not happen on your timetable. But if God said it, he'll do it. He'll bring it to pass. Why? He's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has not he said it? And will he not make it good? Come here, Isaiah. Once he sends forth his word, it will not return unto him void. What is it going to do? Everything that he sent it to do. Jesus himself said, heaven and earth shall pass, but not the word, not the seed I put in you. Walker, I put a seed in you when you didn't have a dime in your pocket that you were going to be financially secure. Don't you allow the trouble that you're going through to stop that seed from reaching completion. You have to walk in what God put in you. You have to walk in what God put in you despite what you see. Because often folk will allow the devil to take the word because the devil be constantly saying to them, Ain't nothing happening. Look, ain't nothing happening over here. Ain't nothing happening over there. Ain't nothing happening over there. Look, you are a child of God. One of the first things you need to know as a blood-washed disciple of Christ is that you don't walk by sight. You walk by faith. Say to your neighbor, child of God, don't, don't allow what he or she sees to cause them to, to get off the path of righteousness. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 says the things that we see are just temporary. They will not last. Even what you feel ain't going to last. 
unless you keep confessing it. But if you just stay on what God had told you, if you just keep saying it, thinking it, and doing it, that's what's going to manifest. Why? But remember, it's a process. Every, when it comes to a seed, a seed is a process. You can't put no watermelon seed in the ground and, and two days later you're going to have a watermelon? You don't put a watermelon seed in the ground and then a week later you come and ain't no watermelon there. You mad and you're going to just say it ain't going to happen. So you're going to stop doing what's necessary for the seed to reach fruition. You crazy. I'm sorry. Uh, you ain't doing right. You ain't doing right. See, when God give you a word, like better is here and better is come, it, it may not happen for a month. Everything that can go wrong can be taking place in your life for a month, maybe even two months. But you got to keep that seed in you. Because I'm telling you from experience, if God tell you something, he going to do it. Woo! If God tell you something, he going to do it. If God tell you when you are broke that it's going to come a time to where you're not only going to have enough money for yourself, you're going to be able to bless your family, your friends, and whoever else you want to be a blessing to. If he tell you that when you broke, you better hold on to that seed. Some of us, when God told us we were going to be where we are right now. Folk looked at us when we told them that what was going to happen like we were crazy. But they ain't looking at you like you crazy now because they seen come to pass what you told them God said. And I'm telling you right now, some of you that have been wayside, if you make up in your mind that your days of being wayside are over, you're going to stick to God's word. You're not going to let what you see. You're not going to let demons. You're not going to let your crazy kinfolk take away from you what God has given you. You're going to prosper beyond your wildest dreams. You're not just going to talk about being the head. You're going to be the head. You're not just going to talk about living above and not beneath. You are going to live above. You are going to be the lender and not the borrower, you're going to be able to, to not only quote Malachi 3, 8 and following, you're going to be telling folks, look at me, I'm living Malachi 3, 8 and following. I'm living in the overflow. I'm living in the good measure, the press down, the shaker together and the running over simply because when I receive the word, I didn't allow an enemy to come and take the word away from me. And look at this in my clothes. The enemy takes the word out of, get this, the heart. 
in one sense the heart represents, you're holding on, your mind. Your mind. Your mind. If thou can believe. How many things are possible? He takes the seed out of your mind. If the enemy can get the seed out of your mind, it's going to be evident when it comes to your talk. Because if it's not in your head, you're not going to say it. If it's not in your head, you're not going to walk therein. Say to your neighbor, don't let the enemy get to your head. If he get to your head, he done got to your heart. And if he get to your heart or your head, you're not going to talk God. You're not going to talk better. You're not going to talk increase. You're not going to talk God talk. You're not going to walk in God's word. And you have to walk in the word of God in order for Hebrews 11 and 6 to come to fruition. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. What do you mean diligently seek him? You're walking in what done been proclamated. You're walking in your rainbow. You're walking in the Logos. You're walking in the word that told you you're going to be here. You're walking in the word that told you you're going to be the head and not the tail. You're walking in the word that has told you God going to bless you good measure press down shaken together and running over. They will not be saved is the final thing. Look at this. The enemy takes the word out of their heart and causes them not to believe and be Say, if he get that word out of your mind, you ain't going to be saved. Salvation, biblically speaking, you know it's threefold. It represents you being delivered, protected, and prospering. If he get that word out of your head or your heart, You opening yourself up for the devil to mess with you. Why? You ain't got no protection. You done gave up your protection. You let him get to your head. Do you know what a devil or a demon will do if you're not protected? What Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes not before the steal, kill, and destroy That's the reason Ephesians 4 and 27 says give no place to who? The devil. Place means position. Don't give the enemy a position in your life. Don't give him a position of influence in your life. Treat him like Jesus treated him when he come to you. Always reject him or rebuke him. Remember when he came to if you son of God do such Satan, shut up. I ain't studying you. Layman's term, that's basically what Jesus did. He put the word on him. And the word he primarily put on him was shut up. I don't want to hear it. Get away from me. 
And you have to have that same mindset. You ain't going to entertain Satan. You ain't going to give him no room or position in your life. Jesus wouldn't even allow his disciples who he was teaching. He was training them. But if he recognized the devil was using his own disciples, he wouldn't give them room or position. He told Peter one day when when Peter got to talking in contrast to the word of God, he said point blank to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. You're attacking me, Peter. You do not suffer or desire the things of God. And when folks are not talking God, you, you got to put them in your plate. But pastor, I don't want to make nobody mad. Make them mad, baby. Some folk you're going to have to make mad. It ain't nothing wrong with making nobody mad if they trying to get you out of the will of God. Make them mad. Pastor hurt my feeling. I hurt him again if you come back with that mess. Pastor ain't smiling right now either. I'm telling you the truth. I ain't got time for you to be playing no mess in my head. And every one of us, yeah, if you allow for stuff can get planted in your head. Do you hear me? Jesus had to rebuke somebody he was training. And when Peter recognized Jesus wasn't playing with him, Peter hurried up and said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'll do whatever you want me to do. You cannot give any place. Or a position to the devil. Lord have mercy. Y'all good? I got to have my deliverance. I said I got to have my deliverance. Why? Because again, biblically it's threefold. I need God to protect me. I'm finna be 58 years old. I I need a whole lot of protection. I'd probably say the same thing if I was still 28, but I sure enough need it now. Do you need protection? And I want to stay prosperous. How many want to be prosperous? You determined to stay prosperous. You already prosperous. Yeah, you are. You know you better than how you used to be. I'm waiting on my your ship on came, baby. Now you might get a bigger ship the next time, but you already done got a ship. You better than you done been. Don't be talking about you waiting on no ship. We looking at you. We know you done prosper. Well, seem like I'm just waiting on my blessing. Like, no, you already blessed. You already blessed. How many know you done came a long way? So don't be talking about you waiting on no ship. You ain't waiting on no ship. You done had a bunch of ships show up. You went from a giant boat to a cruiser. That's how God done bless you. Matter of fact, you didn't even have a John boat. You was on a power boat, and then God took you to a John boat. But look at where you are right now. 
And do you not know the enemy want to take that away? You in your 60s or 70s and you still clap? You still dance? You still give God the praise? But if you mess around and, and let the enemy tell you, look, you done got up in there and you don't need to be clapping like that. You done gave praise to the enemy. Don't give any plays to the enemy. I'm going to stop right there. Let's give the Lord a big hand of praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.